Hello and welcome. You're streaming another stellar episode of Mac Watson Talks. Voted the number one podcast by readers of Phoenix Magazine for 2022. On this episode, UFO believers are ticked at the president, and I'll tell you why. Speaking of the president, is he too old? And why did he talk about incarcerated Japanese Americans during World War II? Plus, the dumbest baby names you can come up with that make people angry. All that and more is coming up, so let's get started. This is episode 232. In the news this week. I've always wanted to do that. Isn't that fun? Why? So you could be like a 1950s newscaster? 1980s, maybe. Like a Ron Burgundy or something like that? Anyway, uh, we've got a lot to cover uh, this this Ron episode. Ron Burgundy, really? You don't like Ron Burgundy? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Ron Burgundy was awesome. Um, you and I have parents that are either everybody does. By the way, <laughs> you didn't let me finish. Okay, go ahead. You and I have parents, comma. That are around the same age, and that age is 80 years old. Yeah, ish. Ish. What do you think about having a president who is 80 years old? I I mean, I think it just depends on the person. I mean, remember we met that guy in New Mexico one time? Yeah, in Las Cruces? Yeah, he recently died. He was 102. But when we met him, he was sharp. Like he had, he was like all 100% there, not missing anything, you know? Well, the president, President Biden had his health screening this week and the doctor described him as vigorous and healthy. Yeah, I mean I Now think do he you is. do oh you do? Because I, I don't think they're I always think the doctors are covering something up. I think he is healthier than both of our dads. You he, think he's so? He's as healthy as your mom. You know, your mom is vigorous and healthy. He, she just had open heart surgery though. But yeah, but she's yes, but she's still like a very healthy person. Yeah, in that's, general. True. that's and, true. And I and I think that I, I, you know, I, I think that our dads are not as healthy, but that's right. I mean, I don't think either of our dads should probably be president. <laughs> right. But you still think Joe Biden should be president? Yeah. I think it just depends. Some people age, everybody ages differently. True. True. I've aged 10 years since I've got diagnosed with cancer. So I'm in my like late sixties now. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> at least the physical, which occurred at Walter Reed, uh, national military medical center resulted in a small lesion on Biden's chest being removed for a biopsy. That was it. I just, I'm I'm sorry, I just don't believe that that's the only thing that they found or the only thing that they diagnosed. Because once you get, I mean, once you get, you reach a certain age, you start having health issues. So if the only thing they found on an 80-year-old man is a lesion, I don't believe it. I don't know that that's true. I mean, I even know a woman that goes to my CrossFit class, and she's the same age as my dad, and she seems tons younger, you know? But 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 you don't know her medical history, though, right? I don't. But, I mean, she is... She seems like, you know, she, first of all, she was working out every day. So that makes a difference. Like, your physical health... Your ability to to move around makes a difference for both your brain and your body. Yeah, I do think that Biden's a very physically fit person. Okay, and uh, and which unlike our 
the previous president who never worked out except for golfing, which is not really working out at all. Right. I think it makes it does make a huge difference because the other thing I know for myself and you know this when you're working out, you have a lot more energy, actually, like the endorphins and the adrenaline from that really make a difference and really do affect your brain. Right. And that's why that's why doctors recommend that we stay physically active. You stay physically active. And now what they're suggesting for older people like our parents, our parents age is to do weight training. Is right. to actually lift weights. Well, it help, because it helps with bone density. Bone density and muscle mass. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So also President Biden on Sunday called for the use of internment camps for Japanese Americans in the U.S. during World War II, one of the most shameful periods in American history. Now, you and I both are, I guess, more attuned to this because of the Heart Mountain Interpretive Center, which is right up the road uh, between here and Powell, Wyoming. And you actually had a professor who led, who kind of like led the research on the Interpretive Center and wrote a book about it, right? Well, he was on the museum board. He wrote a book, and then he ended up being on the museum board. And he's very connected to the Japanese-American community. And he's now um, written three books, actually. His third book will be released... I don't know, sometime this year about the attorneys that were yeah. a com- sort of, I don't want to say complicit, but that was their job was to represent the camps. And and so, you know, I, I think I went to the University of Wyoming College of Law and, and that was a big, Korematsu and that whole thing was a big part of our constitutional law and understanding how sometimes the Supreme Court is not just wrong, they're dead wrong. Yeah, they get it wrong sometimes, like Dread, what, Dredd versus Scott, that one? Mm-hmm, right. As well as, uh, as well as... Um, Brown I, versus Board of Education. Yeah, what was know. the, what was the, uh, what was the trial for the uh, Japanese incar- incarceration, though? Was that Komatsu versus... Koromatsu, that's what I just said. Koromatsu versus the United States? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, around 120,000 Japanese Americans were held in internment camps during World War II, with Biden saying that the they tore families apart, and they did. Absolutely. They not only tore families apart, but they ruined a lot of Japanese Americans who were very successful. Their and by the way, their livelihood it took their property, right? It took their their businesses, and and it broke them in ways that they never were able to recover. Right? Like they were very um, noble and and very proud, proud people. And what happened in the internment camps was it broke them because they had they were very they were loyal to America and their children were Americans and they were right. put in camps. Americans right. put in camps by other Americans. Now, what's interesting is that I know somebody, uh, I've talked to somebody from the Heart Mountain Interpretive Center whose grandmother or great-grandmother, I can't remember, mm-hmm. one of her family members was not incarcerated but new people who were incarcerated right, if you didn't in live, the camp because if you because didn't live on the West Coast. If you yeah, it wasn't every Japanese American in the United States. It was only those on the West Coast, which to me is even even more atrocious. Well, and and to a certain extent, we did it to Germans during World War II. We took away their binoculars and their guns. Not no kidding. They came and they That's took them right. from you, and then they they sent them back to you after the war and said thank you. You but know, they didn't we, incar- we didn't, didn't incarcerate, incarcerate them. them because they they looked the same as us. Yeah, that's true. That's I, it, right. Honestly, that's why we really it was it was the it is the most shameful one of the most shameful things in American history because they were truly incarcerated because they didn't look like us, they didn't talk like us, and and we had we had a hard time believing that they'd even want to be part of us. Right now, what is the what is the irony in all this? What is what was the irony that was found out later? Uh, in doing research 
Do you remember you told me a, a couple of years ago? Well, many of the me- the young men who were Amer- who were Americans were born American, um, decided to join the military. They were fu- some were forced into the military, well, right? And they if were, they there was a draft, and so right. and some people went willingly, and some people didn't, and then they were incarcerated for right for, re- for resisting the draft, right? Is that the irony you're talking about? No, but that that is another one. Yeah, uh, the one I thought of is that. In, in Japan, if you left Japan and went to America, they hardly ever you were hardly ever heard from again because they were they considered you what disloyal, they, disloyal to, to the Japan emperor, to the emperor yeah to the emperor. So there wasn't these you know it spy not, networks and all this other f- kind of fluid. stuff. It was not fluid like say people who move here from Mexico who may go right. back to visit and come back. Right. And forth. It, there is no fluidity in in that. It's, it's like you left you you shamed us. You brought shame upon our family leaving, you know? And so that was and, and so that's what they found, but they still decided to incarcerate Japanese Americans. So there but really wasn't know, a threat. But back then they didn't nobody even looked into that. Right, right, right. Oh oh they oh they didn't. And they the, did after the fact. And the that's other right. thing was in, that in Hawaii we did nothing with Japanese Americans because there right. were so many of them living there. Right, that you couldn't it would have broken Hawaii as a state with uh with with taking away labor and stuff like that and commerce and stuff like that. So Anyway, the president did make a uh, did make a statement on that today. And I thought it was interesting. Um, he also said something. Let's see. He said something to uh, back in 2022. Uh, Biden signed a bill that designated a former internment campsite in Colorado as a national historic site. The site where more than 10,000 people were detained now includes a cemetery, a monument, and reconstructed structures from its time as an internment camp, much like we have here at the Heart Mountain Interpretive Center. Right. We have a, you know, re, I guess, uh, rebuilt area uh, where people tore it all down because they didn't want to remember it. They didn't want to see any of it. Right. So they, they, they built it, and that the only thing still standing is a chimney. Um, all of the graves were, were dug up, and the people were put on trains and reinterred where their families right. came from. There is no remaining cemetery there. Uh, and the camp is is literally gone, but it is uh, but it is near where the camp was, but but closer to the highway and and it has structures, existing structures and then structures built like the original structures so that yeah. you can see what they they really were not fit for human living in the cold winters of Wyoming. No, they were ma- basically made out of tar, tar paper, paper and sets, and wood. Yeah. And that was it. There was no insulation. No. And, yeah. It was just, oh, my God. I, I couldn't imagine. Um, also in the news, I thought this was interesting because, again, it has a Wyoming tie to it. Police in Wyoming have located a missing romance novelist who allegedly fled to Hawaii after initially being arrested and charged with fleeing police officers. Have you heard about this? I did see it. You saw Felina Hopkins, who is known of uh, for writing several romance novels that are kind of bawdy and wanting to, uh, and a, her attempt to trademark the word cocky for her books about the Cocker Brothers, went missing on January 30th, shortly after she was arrested. Three days before Hopkins went disappeared, or disappeared, she was taken into custody after allegedly fleeing officers approaching her vehicle parked in a remote portion of Grand Teton National Park. Well, she wouldn't obey, she wouldn't comply, she took them on a race, and she ultimately escaped uh, from Grand Teton National Park, and she wound up in all places in Hawaii. I mean, if you're going to run, I guess you got to go somewhere. Yeah, no way. <laughs> but, but this reminds me kind of sort of Lori Vallow. Except for that this woman did, no. did, did not 
kill anybody. No, but why does everybody assume that going to Hawaii is going to... I would go out of the country. I wouldn't try to just to escape to another state. Well, I'd go to another is, country. Is to get to Hawaii, you have to go on a plane yeah. or a boat, and either way, there's going to be a your name is going to be there. Right, So right. when officials start looking at travel information for your name, you, the, T, you remember TSA is involved in all travel? Hmm, they're going to find your name. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so unless you can somehow travel under an assumed name with an assumed ID that is legit enough to get through security. Which we don't have, so we'd be screwed. Well, I mean, she probably didn't either. It's not as yeah. easy to get a, a piece of fake ID these days that would pass the scrutiny of TSA. Right. So in a statement that came out on February 17th, the Jackson Police Department, happy to report that Felina Marie Hopkins has been located. She is safe and her family's been notified. She is no longer considered a missing person. The Jackson Police Department would like to extend our thanks to the law enforcement agencies who assisted in the investigation. Wait, she went from being a fleeing person to being a missing person? Kind of, yeah. (laughs) But she's not, she's not, she's going to be arrested. Mm. Yeah. Hopkins went missing on January 30th. A woman claiming to be her sister posted on Facebook saying that Hopkins was alone before she was arrested and didn't realize the person approaching her was a law enforcement officer. Well, that's usually how it works best if you have an undercover cop go up. Because when a regular cop goes up towards somebody, what do they do? They run. Well, I thought, I thought. And she's already proved that she's a runner. Uh, <laughs> Everyone who knows Felina, her sister, so-called sister, says, knows that the idea of her running from the police is ludicrous. And I'm not talking about the rapper. At the time, she was already in crisis mode, and she did not recognize this person as law enforcement. I don't buy it. Oh, you mean I the don't first time it. or the second time she was The first arrested? time. Oh. The first time she was approached, she said she didn't recognize them as a police officer. If hmm. somebody's approaching you, have, I would... I bet you they have dash cams and... And I bet County. you they turned on their lights, too. <laughs> yeah. So you can't think that's the popo? You don't yeah. think that's the 5 Right. She's Please. not in Florida where there's all these pretend police officers. Exactly. <laughs> She's in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where there's nobody pretending to be anything. What else we got in the news? Uh, a baby name pro, a baby name professional... Has divided parents. Uh, after, do you get paid for being a baby name professional? I guess. I don't know. I would think so. Anyway. Well, anyway, Laura Wattenberg is thought to be one of the baby name wizards, gave savage reason for why each name grinds people's gears. So these are this is a list of the worst baby names ever. For girls. <laughs> the most hated girl name she found was Nevea, which is heaven spelled backwards. It's a ridiculous name. It is. According to Wattenberg, it stands for a symbol for what makes a name so divisive. The name didn't exist until the 1990s and took off in popularity in 2003, becoming the 31st most popular baby name in 2007 compared to 150th in 2003. Another hated girl name is Destiny. (laughs) That's kind of a dumb name, too. It's a stripper name. Oh, my Uh, God. The first is that many people associate the name with exotic dancers. See, I told you. yeah. And the second is that people don't like the names that bestow virtue on a child, like faith or grace charity, or such, charity yeah. or chastity or something people like that. People don't name their kids chastity, do they? That's weird. I hope not. In the same vein, the name Hope is thought to be one of the most hated names for a baby girl. <laughs> the most common initial on the hated names for girls was listed as M. People strongly delight, dis- disliked the names Madison, Mackenzie, McKenna, and Michaela. Well, I know a Madison and Michaela. They wouldn't like that. I, and the other thing is, is they kind of spell those names weird. 
You know, like they. Well, Mackenzie looks right. Mackenzie looks right because it's a Scottish name. Yeah, but some of them they just have like they, they put weird like 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 Madison M A D Y S E N. Oh yeah, stuff, I hate weird, that. Like stuff like that. I hate that. Yeah, I work with a I work with a woman that has a Y instead of another vowel in her name, and it looks weird. Yeah, it just yeah. looks weird. Any other ugly girl names they don't like? Uh, more traditional names like Bertha and Gertrude. Yeah, I were, understand. We're similarly Agnes. <laughs> similarly disliked, with people even dubbing them as ugly names. Mm. And the name Caitlin was hated for its made up spelling. Why? How's it spelled? K Y K I T L Y N. Oh yeah, the L Y N. I don't understand the Y. I don't either. For boys, the most hated name is Jaden, <laughs> which can also be spelled as J A Y D E N, but also J A D E N, J A Y D I N, J A Y D A N, J A Y D Y N. Oh my gosh, that's way too many Y's. And J A Y D O N. Interestingly, uh, the most hated boy names all rhyme with each other. Oh. So what do we have? Like other hated names and are Braden, <laughs> Aiden, Caden, Hayden. <laughs> the name Hunter is hated because it's too violent. Oh, oh come, come on. on, jeez. However, the name was the the name Michael was hated because it was too boring. Oh, jeez. Well, you know what? Michael with like when they spell it M I C H Y L. Yes. I'm just like again. Yes. What's up with the Y's? Yeah. What's up with that? It doesn't make it less common to put a Y in the middle of it. Right. Uh, people were particularly ticked off by the name Bentley <laughs> because it branded branded names are also trashy, like naming your kid Gucci. Or Izod or Lacoste. No, but then there's like you know there's like there's also names that are like old money names and and like Rutherford and Buntley sounds like one of those. Oh, okay, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, I don't know, I can't even think of one now. But joining the most hated boy names are also Tristan and Jackson. Who names their boy Tristan? I I don't know. It's a girl name, isn't it? No, not anymore. It's like Kelly or I have a cousin Chris. who named all of her kids after after towns in Wyoming. No. Yeah, so she has like a Cheyenne, a Weston, which is a which is a county, um, Jackson. There's a Sheridan, although it's you'd hate how Sheridan was spelled. It's like C H Oh, come on. E R Y D N or something. Jeez. I don't know. Um yeah, she, so she used all these Wyoming names to name her kids. Does she have one kid named Ten Sleep? It's his kids. It's actually her son's kids. But yeah. no, no kids named Ten Sleep. No kid named Ten Sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but it had to be Cody. There no, has to be a Cody there is in no there. No Cody. Nope. Oh, they didn't go for the easy one. No. Uh-uh. Jeez. No. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of cute though. I mean, it's a theme. Yeah, it's a theme. But is it really the best theme? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. She's a she's a Patreon subscriber, so say that they're lovely names. Oh, they are. I'm sorry. They are lovely names <laughs> that we should all cherish. And that's just some of the news this week. Thanks, Cricket. Thank you, Mac. Are you a patron on Patreon? Are you getting a bonus episode of Mac Watson Talks every week? If not, you're missing all the stories of what's going on with the Watsons and crazy stories about our childhood. What are you missing? Well, here's just a snippet. I didn't take Spanish. I took German. Yes, but you've embarrassed so I understand us. German. You, you try to use Spanish. Have we told this story before? Yes. Are you sure? Because I think it bears telling again. No. We were at the kids' aunt and uncle's house, and you asked if this salsa was, was picante. No, you did not. You said, is it caliente? Caliente. And they looked at you, and they're like, no, no caliente, no caliente. So you put a whole bunch of it on your taquito. See. Si. 
and it was super freaking hot. And they thought you were asking if it was if it was caliente, if it was warm. Right. Like temperature wise. Right. Is it too hot to eat warm? And they are like, no, no, it's not. It's not right. like served hot. It's served cold. But it's but you didn't instead of asking if it was picante, you ask if it was caliente because you were like, I know how to say hot caliente. <laughs> <laughs> So what was the word that I needed to say? Picante. Which is spicy. Right. Right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I learned my lesson. Want to hear the rest? Go to patreon.com slash MacWatsonTalks. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. And sign up today for as little as $5 a month. You get four bonus episodes, a episode every week of us talking about ourselves. What could be better? That's patreon.com slash Talks. Now it's time for Tales from the Crib, and this week, somebody went dancing. Well, (laughs) this week, somebody went to a dance, but somebody did not dance. Why are you such a fuddy-duddy? Why didn't you dance? I was holding a purse. You can dance with a purse? And a drink. You can leave those at your table. We didn't have a table. On your chair? Okay. Okay, here's what happened. So Friday, Friday... Not not like a week ago, not giving me some kind of advanced notice or advanced warning like a month ago or anything. Friday, mm-hmm. sister comes home and says, Daddy, there's a daddy-daughter dance. Can we go? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Right there. In fact, she skipped her volunteer um, work on Friday just so she could come home and ask you to go with her. Right. Yeah. Right. So at first, I winced. I cringed internally. Internally, I was just oh, but your dear face was a mask God. of I would love to. Yes, exactly. Because we're all about giving yeses wherever we can, as as much as we can. And I knew this wasn't about the daddy daughter dance. This was her hanging out with friends. It wasn't about inviting me to a dance with her where she didn't know anybody. Because that would surprise the hell out of me if she ever did that. Really. <laughs> well, but she, this was about, she never goes anywhere where she doesn't know somebody. Right, right. So this was really about her hanging out with friends. So I was like, okay, I'll suck it up and I'll go. So you didn't dance not even once? I couldn't. I was holding a drink. Oh, that's so lame. So, You're uh, the lamest dad there. You know, I probably was. I heard that the other guys danced with their daughters. Yeah, I saw them. I saw them, but I was instructed... I was instructed that we were not to slow dance. She doesn't know how. Yeah, she said, ew, that's gross. That's gross, and she doesn't know how, so she's not going to embarrass herself. And then she went and danced with her other friends. <laughs> she went and danced with her other friends, but she said, I used to do this dance at the uh, at quinceaneras all the time. This is not that dance. What dance was it? I don't know. The it's electric some, slide? Yeah, or something like that, or some dance where she said, wait a minute, this is the name of the dance, but this isn't the dance. Right. Well, you so know. She, so of course she was just all put out over that. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah. Wrong crowd. Wrong crowd. Exactly. Not Kinsinyata crowd. Mm-hmm. So um, we stayed for about two hours. Yeah. And uh, and and it lasted about two hours. Because they didn't serve alcohol. No. Yeah. No, they had water mm-hmm. and ginger ale. Ooh. That was it. At least they had ginger ale. Lovely. And they had all sorts of sweets and confectionery things. And they gave she had a crown. They gave her a crown. They gave everyone. They gave every girl a tiara. Mm-hmm. They gave every girl a tiara, which of course sister put on my head at one point when she was dancing because it kept no falling off. Yeah, no pictures. Again, of we were dancing. She was dancing, yeah. so she couldn't take pictures. Luckily, you could have done a selfie of yourself on a tiara. Sure. Mm. Oh, that would have been sweet. Yeah. 
Um, but what I found out was that she was there for her friends. She wasn't there because she wanted to take daddy, but she did say thank you at the end of the night. So that was really nice. Mm, did you say thank you for inviting me? Yes. I said, thanks for thinking of me and, and maybe going. Maybe we could practice slow dancing at home and then. I don't know. She she doesn't really like it. Well, she she does it's she, gross. Yeah, she thinks it's gross. Exactly. She doesn't like any part of well, that. Well, I'm like, it's not like you're going to press your body up against your dad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that to her. No, but in my mind, no, I was right. like, what's so gross about it? And she's not going to stand on my feet and have daddy dance, you know, help. She would dance. if you let her. No, no, my God. She's too old for that. And she's too heavy. Gee, she'd crush me. So, what about giving yeses? Are you? We're about giving. Oh, yeses. okay. To my physical discomfort. Okay, <laughs> fine. I'll do that then. Everything is your physical discomfort. Yeah. You would have rather been sleeping on Friday night. That would have been great. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been wonderful. Brother and I stayed home and watched the Ninjago movie. Now, how did that go? Lovely. Did you like it? You said there were some funny parts to it. Yeah, I mean, butt torpedoes are pretty funny. Butt torpedoes. I mean, it's a boy movie. Boys love stuff like that. It's also a Lego movie, too, right? I know. So it's like stop action, kind of weird stuff. Yeah. Kind of. I don't know. But it was cool. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Chan. Oh, okay. Very cool. I mean. And he liked it. Yeah. Good. Who knew you could watch a modern Jackie Chan movie, so. Like the the Jackie Chan. Right. Exactly. And that is Tales from the Crib. You hear the music, you know what that means. It's time for the last word. Well, people are pissed. Some people are really pissed. Some people are so angry because the President of the United States addressed the American people about UFOs. Yes, unidentified flying objects, not the band. But it wasn't the extraterrestrial revelation true believers had been waiting for. After decades on the mockable fringes, unidentified aerial phenomena are finally major mainstream news now. But the downing of a Chinese spy balloon and three others likely benign objects is an anticlimax for many interested in UFOs who had hoped for something a little less terrestrial. Many in the UFO community, which ranges from science mind investigators or nerds to faith-based believers, have been hoping recently, and recent moves in Washington meant that the government was finally getting ready to spill the beans on everything it has collected over decades on explaining aerial phenomena, even if that didn't include evidence of extraterrestrial life. But, The downing of the balloon complicates this narrative and may lead many Americans to wrongly believe that everything weird seen in the skies has a quotation explanation like a balloon. John Greenewald, a paranormal investigator and Freedom of Information Act super user who runs the website The Black Vault, said that while it is exciting to see the world talking about unidentified anomalous phenomenon or UAPs, The conversation gets derailed a bit, he says. Now it's all about balloons and spycraft, and I worry you'll you'll see waning interest not only from the American public, but from Congress. And that is a shame. When the congressmen and congresswomen were talking about the mystery of UAP, they weren't talking about Chinese spycraft, and they weren't talking about the mystery, he says. Yes, we should focus on protecting American airspace from spying, but we shouldn't lose focus on the fact that there really is a part of this phenomenon that is really a mystery. Well, the latest report on unexplained aerial phenomena from the offices of the Director of National Intelligence, released in January, includes 366 newly identified incidents. Of those, 163 were attributed to balloons, 26 to drones, 
and six to clutter, such as birds, weather events, or airborne debris like plastic bags. <laughs> how can you how can you think that a plastic bag is a UFO? That is just dumb. Oh, geez, I got to get out of here. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Mac Watson Talks. This episode is copyrighted and may not be reproduced in whole or part without express written permission. For more information to become a sponsor or to schedule an upcoming appearance by Mac or Cricket or both, visit MacWatsonOnline.com. That's MacWatsonOnline.com. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon, and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, share us with your friends. We love new listeners. 